in today's show. We're looking at the waiver wire. Hopefully, it's for your fantasy basketball playoffs. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. And we are available on all platforms. We are here ready for fantasy playoffs towards the stretch run in Roto Leagues as well. So making your um, waiver moves to be impactful is more important than ever. So we're going to be looking at guys that you might be able to add, guys that you can consider dropping. But even more so at this time of the year, your what your team is, is vitally important versus this guy's a guy to roster, or this guy's a guy to drop. If it makes sense for your team, that's what might, that's what's more important. Who are you matching up against? You might be looking to literally just battle two categories for the week. So someone who's a big three-point shooter means nothing to you because you really need field goal percentage. That's what you got to do. You only have to win a head-to-head week 5-4. You only have to sneak through. And some categories might be so wildly apart that you just can't influence them off the waiver wire especially with a week as shit as this one where streaming is really, really tough, where there's so few back-to-back, so few quality games, you can't get a game advantage. So just paying attention to what you actually need and making the correct moves there is going to be key. So everything that I say here, you have to filter it through that lens of your own team. I can't individually look at everybody's team and say, this guy works for John, this guy works for Sarah, this guy works for old Pat over the back here. Like, I can't do that. But we're trying to give an overview of how the trends are going and what moves we're making, and then you've got to interpret that onto your own team. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) The most added players over the last 24 hours. Number one is Fanderpants Kevin Herter. Now, with DeLon Wright losing minutes, under 10 the last two, they are playing today, the Hawks. Um, we've seen Herder's minutes push up. He's a fine stream for today, at least. He is fringy otherwise, but he is a fine stream nonetheless for at least today and to get some, some extra action in for the week. He has two quality games this week, which is second highest. You know, most, most teams do have two. So he's got that going for him. And there is some use in having Kevin Herter on your team if you're looking for points threes with a smattering of assists. Wouldn't say that he's a must, but it might work. Ah, he's back. I can't believe he's back. It's so good to have the Rabbit Hunter back in action. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Yep, Alex Caruso returned over the weekend and had four steals. That's awesome. He's been the most added players, and that makes a lot of sense. But let me caution this. The Bulls have one quality game this week, meaning they play three games, 
One of those is on Wednesday, where 12 games are on. One of those is on Friday, where 12 games is on. Have a look at your roster. If you add Alex Caruso, will you actually play him on Wednesday? Or will you play him on Friday? And if the answer is no, then he's not a great add for this week. The Bulls' um, playoff schedule can be pretty solid, especially after this week. But for this week, the one quality game, it's not ideal at all. You, you literally might use him one time. So again, adding him is fine. It's a, it's a good move. He, he looked really solid and he's gonna, minutes are going to ramp up a bit. But will you use him more than once? So you, on, on that game that he plays, sure. You love that, but that's, that is, this is a factor. We need to be looking more at what is happening this week versus Alex Caruso. I like the name. What's going to happen in two weeks? Like, does it make sense for you this week? Pay attention to that. Trey Murphy. Been impressed with... Well, you, you know I was impressed with Trey Murphy in the pre-draft process, in the preseason, in Summer League, and then shit the bed completely in the regular season. But last game, he blew up. Now, we get another chance to look at him on Sunday in the absence of Ingram and McCullum, but he's been added in a lot of spots and I don't mind it. He's also got a solid enough schedule with two, two quality games next week and can help you in points and threes, I think. I think there's some real value headed there. Maybe get some steals as well. I don't mind him as an ad. That makes somewhat, you know, a, a chunk of sense. Aaron Wiggins, one of the more added players as well. Um, his last game was really impressive. Now, that's not something I think we should expect continually from him. But the, the schedule's all right. The two quality games for him next week. He's going to probably play 30 minutes a night. You can you, You're two games out of Aaron Wiggins. Is it more useful than one of Alex Caruso? I, I would suggest yes. But also the inconsistency for him can be pretty frustrating at times. But he might get you, you know, 24 points through two games. He might get you three steals through two games, four steals through two games even. Get you, what, 10 boards? Might hit you two, three triples. It's enough there. It's not a bad, I wouldn't say, again, it's not the greatest ad. It's not one where we love and we totally want to embrace, but it's fine. Same with Luke Kennard, who the last couple of games, the Clippers are have, have been, are and have been a tough team to um, get a handle on all year. Sometimes it's man, sometimes it's coffee, sometimes it's Batum, sometimes it's Morris, sometimes it's Canard. At the moment, it's Canard. They're playing right now today, so Canard would have been added for this game. Next week, it's a rough one for the Clippers. There's one quality game. Now, I will almost guarantee you that Luke Canard won't make your best 10 on a Wednesday or Friday. So when we look, adding for today, no problem. But the game's already underway. So we're talking about adding for next week. I don't think it makes a lot of sense when you're only going to use him once. Is that going to make sense? Yeah, I don't think so. I do think that Devontae Graham, though, is absolutely an ad. With no McCollum and no Ingram, probably for most of this week, two quality games, a strong schedule. But even so, with the volume, yes, your field goal percentage is going to be a disaster. With the volume, though, the points, the threes, the assists, maybe, the steals, maybe, the free throws, yes. With that volume, I think even on a 12-game day, he'd be in your best 10. So while there is two quality games for Devontae Graham, I think you get I think you get to use him every game this week. So to me, he's the guy you want. Like he is the almost the number one priority for this week ahead. Assuming, again, as I said at the start, you have to be able to absorb the field the field goal percentage, because he's going to shoot 38%. You've got to be able to absorb that. Trenton Watford. <laughs> 
he is definitely trending in the right direction. So there is some appeal here. I, I actually really think he's a strong ad for the week. Two quality games is solid. I don't know if we expect Justice Winslow back this week with Portland's all over the shop. I know we don't expect Anthony Simons back. I know we don't expect Damian Lillard or Yusuf Nurkic back. Watford's probably going to play 30 a night. He's rebounding well. Scoring's been okay. Good defensive stats. Good percentages. Uh, behind, look, depending on what you want, but him and Graham, to me, are the top ads here for next week and, and for, for heading into this champ or championship or semi-final or first round of playoff matchup. Gogo Badadze, one of the most added players. Okay. The dart. Problem with my Gogo-mobile. Gogo-mobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. <laughs> yeah, not the dart. Yeah, you're right. Um, Gogo's playing well. I said this months and months ago when everyone was ready to anoint Isaiah Jackson as the star of the future. And he was the guy that, that I preferred. There's no doubt about that. I said yeah, in the short term, we'll go with Gogo. Then long term, we'll go with Jackson. But Gogo's only 22. Like People ruling him out like he's finished as an NBA prospect. His last three games have been really good. He blocks shots. He rebounds. He scores. Two quality games for the week. Yeah, I don't mind it. Now, he is listed questionable um, with a foot uh, issue and for, for the, that game today, so I don't know whether he's going to be right to go during the week, but there is some value there. Marvin Bagley? Now, we really, now I don't like Marvin Bagley as a player. Clearly, you all know that. I don't love him as a category league fantasy player. You all know that. But one of only two teams to have three quality games this week, Marvin Bagley is a great option. I don't think Stewart is going to be back. I think Bagley could yeah, could top 90 minutes combined over the three games. And you're going to be able to use him three times. Really, really strong ad. I think Isaiah Roby looks pretty good as well to me for the week ahead. Um, Roby's got the two quality games, but I think he's going to be good enough to use in every game that you want to play him anyway. I'm not really worried about favors um, cutting into that playing time. I think he is a strong, strong ad. So Bagley, out of this, these guys most added... Uh, Graham Watford, Bagley, Roby, to me, are the best ads. And then put maybe Trey Murphy and Caruso. Caruso's depending on your squad and how he fits into the active roster spots. They are probably your best bunch of blokes there. And I can't believe how long that segment went for. Maybe I need to be a Bilt Bar to refuel. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Has anyone had a Bilt Bar? If you have, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you're missing out. These are protein bars that taste like candy bars. All bars covered in 100% real chocolate. Plus, they're new puffs. Have you tried those? Protein-infused marshmallow covered in that 100% real chocolate like all of the bars. 17 grams of protein in most bars, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of carbs. It's just an amazing nutritional profile to go along with a fantastic taste. So head to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. Save yourself 15% off your order of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. Okay, let's look at droppable players now or most dropped players as well. We'll phrase it that way. Um, Keon Johnson and Brandon Williams in Portland, two of the most dropped players. Keon really struggled yesterday. Um, look, he's okay to stream in, but not a must-hold. And we've seen this with Anthony Simons out. Brandon Williams is going to get a lot of minutes. And when we talked about him the other day, we said, or I said, you listened. Maybe you echoed. Maybe you disagreed. I don't know. But with Brandon Williams, the volume is going to be good, but you are going to cop it hard on your percentages because he is not that good, right? And he did that again. He is going to brutalize you in percentages. The volume, I think, is going to be strong. They don't have another point guard, right? He is going to play good minutes and take some shots. I don't know if, again, if you added him, 
surely you were aware of that and you would have been in a position to, to absorb that. So everyone dropping him now after he played 40 minutes, I think, last game is a little bit odd. But you, know, you, you do have to understand that this is not a good player. It's like you're know, going all in and you're know, getting excited for O'Shea Brissett or hoping that some other spud is going to carry you to the promised land. When the, In reality, these blokes aren't good and they will have the occasional pop-off game and they will hurt you more than they help you a lot of the time. But I don't know if I would have dropped Brandon. Same with Malik Beasley. With uncertainty around guys like Patrick Beverly, the occasional Edwards rest or Vanderbilt being out, Beasley's minutes are pushing up. He's not the greatest guy here for sure. But the ability to hit threes and score can have some value for people. Dan Gafford, people got pissed after uh, Tom Bryant played more minutes. I was pissed. Made no sense to me. But Gafford as a backup behind Porzingis, you can stream him in on days when KP's out. You can even stream him in if you're desperate for big man stats when KP plays. But as a must-roster guy, obviously not. Come on, Looney. Yep, that's fine. He was a good stream with the Warriors. Good schedule last week. Draymond returns. So there's no value there, really. Boogie Cousins, people added him when he had that big game in start of Nikola Jokic. And this is a constant theme around fantasy. If you have a well-known name, Isaiah Thomas, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, but you're in a much smaller, smaller, if you do one little thing, everyone, it's like Carmelo Anthony, who was rostered by so many people for the first three months of the year when he wasn't even a top 180 player. Because of that name, I go, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe they, Jok- they play Jokic and Cousins together. I can see it. Boogie, he's listed power forward. Maybe they go that way. Jeff Green's no good. And they, they talk themselves into it, right? And now, and then eventually the trickle down, they go, all right, cool. He's playing 15 minutes and I'm not going to bother. So just remember that when you see these stars of yesteryear put together some interesting performances. Serge Ibaka is another one of those at the moment um, that it's just not going to be sustainable. Moses Moody has been dropped in a lot of leagues. When you look at Moody, 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 Moody. I like him. Not a 12-team league guy, not a 14-team league guy, and Draymond returning is going to hurt that even more. The last three on this list aren't in the most drop list, but if you are looking for players to move on from, I suggest these guys. And again, it seems ridiculous coming off the game that Chris Boucher had yesterday, but we have seen this pattern continually. Two starters are out, Boucher gets big minutes and goes off. One starter comes back, he fades into oblivion. Oblivion? That's not the right word. Oblivion. Or obscurity, push them together and get oblivity. And Van Vliet sat because it was a back to back, I expect. So Van Vliet should be back next game. Boucher might play 16 minutes and he burns your roster spot. Preemptively, it's a risk because maybe he plays 30 minutes with everyone healthy. He doesn't. But maybe he does. He doesn't. And it's a risk that you lose that production. But getting a step ahead of it rather than having him there, starting him, and him going six and four in 14 minutes and go, what am I doing? I think it's a risk worth taking. I would drop him. Same with Kelly Oubre, who is losing a ton of minutes. He's playing 15 a night. With Cody Martin back, he's cutting into that playing time. And PJ Washington at the four. Haywood's still not back, but Jalen McDaniels is there. Oubre's just not performing. Now, he'll have a game where he has 30 points on 10 triples. And I'll go, Josh, you are a dickhead. And I will say that to myself. Probably my parents will say that to me too. My partner definitely will say that to me. Josh, you're a dickhead. That's got nothing to do with Kelly Oubre. But someone will say it. But in general, in the totality of where he sits, he's harmful with his percentages. And it's just too up and down for me to bother holding. And his teammate, the same thing, Montrez Hell. He'll, he'll have a game where he has 16 points on 80% in 22 minutes, but I focus on the 22 minutes or the fact that he's getting 17 minutes or 19 minutes. 
I just don't think there's a point in holding a bloke who puts up these popcorny stats that look great on the surface. Hey, 16 and 8 in 20 minutes, let's go. And then you go, okay, zero steals, zero blocks, zero assists, 60% from the line. And one shot misses and, the, and everything looks off. So yeah, these are guys that can be streamed out to get some more value into your squad, I think. I'm not going to do must roster players because again, at this point of the year, I don't think it's really that purposeful. Stream your ass off. Stream your life away. Get as many guys in that make the most sense at the most at the right times versus holding on. Like I could say Alex Caruso on a per game basis projected 90th. That's a must roster player. But as I just detailed, you might use him once. Is that worth burning that spot and then losing and then go, well, it's fine. I've got a top 95 player for the finals and I'm not in it. Is it worth it? No, of course it isn't. All right, so I'm not going to do must roster players. What I'm going to do is look at injured players and talk about what you should do with all of these guys. And the answer is drop them. Anthony Davis. Bye-bye. Now, of course, if you have open IL slots, hold them. Anthony Davis isn't coming back this week. Paul George isn't coming back this week. Jarrett Allen is not coming back this week. Anthony Simons is not coming back this week. And th these are obviously very good players. But you can't hold zero. It's like Allen's probably two weeks away. George, three. Davis not playing the regular season. Simons, don't think he's playing again. I think he's done. Miles Turner, sure, he's making an effort to come back. That's probably three weeks away. Lonzo Ball, at least two weeks away. Ben Simmons, at least two weeks away. Gordon Haywood, I would say at least two weeks away. Justice Winslow, I don't have an idea, but he's not as good as these other guys. And if you need to clear roster spots, you do it. Maga Porter Jr., sure, he might come back in the regular season, but is it going to be enough to make an impact? You throw Markel Fultz in here, throw Victor Oladipo in here, holding these guys, I don't think he's worth it. Jamal Murray, he's not going to play. Kawhi Leonard, he's not going to play. John Isaac, <laughs> John Isaac, he's not going to play. Like, this is a losing proposition nearly every time. And I will bang on and bang on about it because there will always be people that do this, that hold on to these guys and hope. And I get the appeal of, I understand why you do it, but you have to make these calls now. This is not like Simons is ready to return on Wednesday or Davis could come back by Thursday. This is like, these aren't playing this week and probably aren't. I don't see one person on this list who is likely to return in the next, that's not true. The only person that is likely to return on this list in the next two weeks is Justice Winslow. And that's Justice Winslow. Do we really want to bank on holding him for that time? No. Everyone else, I don't think, plays in the next two weeks. So I don't think they're going to be worth holding on to. That is, of course, depending on how your team looks and IL slots and all that sort of stuff. But we're at that time where you've got to start to cut bait. But you don't have to cut bait from Bet Online because college basketball, it is right here. The tournament is on our doorstep. So for all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports betting information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's look at some other names who are important to talk about, I think. Um, Kelly Linick and Shumara Kiki. I'm going to put those guys together because the three quality games matters. It, it just does. Having an ability to add those players if they're available and get three games out of them might be enough. Now, Kelly Linick might play 12 minutes a night, and that's not very good. Truma, though, might play 25 a night. 
That's why we harped on Marvin Bagley before. You know, you look at Gary Harris and Terrence Ross. I don't think they play all three games. They've been sort of rotating in. But even like at a slightly deeper format, format a Roderick Hampton. This guy, he's further down my list, but I should have had him up higher. Like Flamingo Wagner. He's playing at a ridiculous... In fact, I'd probably prefer Wagner over a Linux personally, for this coming week. But these are all, these are options to to add in for those three quality games. Another name we've got to talk about, Austin Reeves. I don't think that he's a good option for a must-roster type scenario. But two quality games. He's playing a lot of minutes. I don't know whether he continues to play a lot of minutes. But I can't really see it changing. And there is value in him. I'm really, really enjoying what he's doing. Um, he's being super useful for the Lakers. And maybe he can be useful for you. Najee Marshall, as long as McCullum and Ingram are out, Marshall should start. Provide some steals, rebounds, and points. Worth considering. Two quality games. Emmanuel quickly. We know that he's got some pretty decent value, but yeah, can always be subject to the bad field goal percentage or the Tom Thibodeaus. Also, only one quality game. KJ Martin. Well, we're going to get a good indication of that today, aren't we? Because the wild thing's back. Jason Tate. So where does Martin fit? but we still like the upside. Corey Kispert's providing us some nice threes. That's useful. Two quality games is all right. And then I've got to just mention, lastly, the Delicate Dancer, Alperen Shengun. Because again, I think too many people are going to hold him. Let's see what happens today with Woodback, but I really don't think him he's going to be a 12-team league guy. As expected, you know, Christian Wood's illness wasn't the start of a shutdown as so many people loved to uh, hope for. So I don't think that Shengun's going to remain a 12-team league guy. He will have patches of 12-team value over the next couple of weeks. Today's going to be a great indication to tell us one way or the other, though. So let's really see which direction that goes. And that, guys, will do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, why don't you thumb it up? Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.